Welcome to podcast number six for the love of food. Hi, I'm Anne Murphy from domusplicity.com. Thank you for joining me today. My apologies for my absence for the last two weeks. A fortnight ago it was Valentine's Day and I did plan on creating this podcast on the day but my husband and I enjoyed the day without children and took our dogs for a walk and enjoyed the peace and quiet of the day. Last week, it was my birthday on the Saturday and I had such a great day. I spent the evening with friends and family out at dinner, but I could feel a head cold coming on and I was struck down for four days with a terrible cold. You might still be able to hear it in my voice. I'm still not 100%, but well and truly on the road to recovery. That's the worst part about getting sick when you're a mum. You just have to soldier on and get through it. No time for complete bed rest although my husband is a life saviour and helps out a lot. So, on to today's topic, for the love of food. I have many loves in my life. I love my children, my husband, my dogs, my home. I love music, playing and watching a lot of sports. But one love that has been with me since I was a young girl is my love of food. I got to thinking about this lately. What makes me love it so much? What is it I truly love about it? Some people can go on along in life and take it or leave it. It's just something they eat and it doesn't really matter to them what they eat. My husband, for example, enjoyed a lot of good home-cooked foods growing up and as an adult is a bit hit and miss when it comes to eating. He can sit down to a whole lot of junk food and not put on an ounce of weight and he praises me on my cooking all the time but he's also happy with a plain sandwich. I can ask him what he feels like for dinner and he's not fussed. I'll have been thinking about what's for dinner since breakfast time and working out in my head how I can cook a chicken breast a thousand ways. I worked it out that my love of food and cooking stems from my childhood. Besides having a wonderful time playing with neighbours, playing team sports from a young age and enjoying a wonderful time as a child, Being a child in our house meant a lot of work. We always had chores. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Breakfast every morning was a ritual. He had to have the table set and eat what seemed like a three-course meal for breakfast. There were dishes to do before we ran out the door for school. Now I can barely get my kids to drink a glass of milk before we run out the door on a school day. They have no appetite for breakfast except on weekends when it's a late breakfast of pancakes, which I usually make. I've tried setting the table and making it a formal occasion where we all sit for breakfast, but they're slow to get to the table and my daughter will um and ah about what she feels like and by the time she decides, I can hear the school bell ringing. Besides breakfast time, dinner was just as formal. We'd be called in from playing to help prepare the evening meal, feed the cat, set the table and get washed up for dinner. We were peeling potatoes, preparing vegetables, stirring the pot of whatever mum had decided on, flipping meat in the fry pan and then after the meal we had to wash up. I can remember that turning into many fights with my sisters but we had to do it. Mum and Dad would be relaxing in front of the TV and we'd join them once we finished. I can also remember many a time sitting in the dark kitchen having to finish everything on my plate before I could join them. I ate most things back then but the thing I hated most was choco which mum prepared a lot because we had a choco vine 
but I would dry, dry reach when I tried to eat it. I did eat it most of the time under protest, just so I could get a bowl of ice cream and join the family in front of the TV. Most of those days are remembered fondly, but they were also tough times. But the food is always the most pleasant memory. My parents weren't well off, but Dad, being born in Latvia, and Mum, being of German origin, enjoyed foods that other Aussie kids probably never heard of. Shopping malls weren't really big back in the 1960s, so Mum did the weekly grocery shop at our local corner shopping centre that had a butcher, bakery, greengrocer and small independent supermarket. We had everything we needed right around the corner within walking distance. Dad always visited his favourite delicatessen near his work and brought home all sorts of delicious delights. Things like smoked eel, pickled herring, huge big bottles of dill pickles that always graced the dinner table, continental cakes and pastries, cheeses from all over the world, liver patties and other cured meats. We used to visit my grandparents at least once a month on the Sunshine Coast and they always gave us homegrown whole watermelons, plenty of mangoes, buckets of macadamia nuts that we'd always have fun shelling in a little hole in the concrete floor of the laundry that we had carved out. There was also my mum's relative's homemade smoked sausage that Nana would give us. All of my mum's relatives had their own smokehouse in their backyards and would use all the offcuts from the pigs they killed to create this delicious, rich, smoky sausage that was better than anything I've ever tasted now. They also made their own brawn, which I'd often see in the fridge but was never really game to taste. My mum loved it though. The contents of our fridge growing up were a real hot potch of ingredients. There'd often be a cow's tongue or slippery smoked eel in there just waiting to be snacked on by my parents. These weren't things that I was keen to try, but I remember there was always so much variety of everything homegrown. We hardly ever had packets of biscuits in the house. Everything was homemade. Even if we didn't have butter for baking, Mum would use the lard she'd saved from roasting meat to use in the savoury pastry. It was always very short and crumbly and just delicious. We always had a baking day on the weekend to stock up for the week ahead, and besides biscuits and cakes, Mum would also let us make homemade sweets like sticky toffee, fudge or marshmallow. I couldn't imagine my childhood, ma my children making hot sticky toffee. They're too afraid to even take a tray out of the oven with an oven mitt on. But here we were, the same age, stirring boiling hot sugar and turning it into toffees that we'd top with peanuts or coconut. They'd be barely cool enough to handle and we'd be into them. I always liked them when they were still a bit chewy. Besides all these wonderful memories, what is it that I love about food? It's everything. The sight, the smell, the taste, the feel, the sound. It's how it satisfies all of my senses. I get cravings for certain things sometimes. For example, getting over this cold during this last week, I was craving fresh fruit. When you think about the fruit sitting in the supermarket, it's not very appealing, but cut up sprinkled with lemon or orange juice and arranged in a bowl, it becomes very appealing. The colours of blueberries, peaches, kiwi fruit that only nature can produce. The smell of freshly cut banana. The taste and the sound of that soft fruit as you chew and savour each mouthful. These are the things I love about food. I don't love it in a gluttonous way, although I do still have a problem when it comes to chocolate or ice creams. 
I've never been a big lover of ice cream, but my husband loves it and treats me with chocolates and ice creams all the time. Who am I to refuse him this pleasure, right? I love how I can cook. Uh, I can look at a big tub of flour and think about what it can be turned into, whether that's a batch of freshly baked cookies or a moist crumbly cake smothered in icing, or how it can be used as a staple to make a white sauce, form the base for coating chicken and fish, or used just to stop pastry sticking on the countertop. Same as eggs. I'm not a huge lover of eggs, but they're like the glue that holds everything together when it comes to cooking. They're like the essential tool in your kitchen pantry toolbox. Perfect for baking, coating fish or chicken, stirring into fried rice or using in a meal itself like scrambled eggs, an omelette or topping a salad. The more basic the food, the more I love it. I walk into a greengrocer's and it conjures up the same feelings like I'm in a candy shop or a jewellery store. Not that I buy or wear a lot of jewellery. The colours of all the fruit and vegetables, smelling the fresh herbs and taking myself away to exotic Thailand when I smell coriander or the smell of freshly cut watermelon takes me right back to those days when my grandfather would cut into one of his homegrown watermelons and we'd have to spit the seeds into a bucket. Loving food for me is a feeling. Besides the five senses that it satisfies, it also satisfies my emotional well-being. The smells, sights and tastes of food bring back familiar and fond memories of everything that's happened in my life. If I smell bacon cooking, it reminds me of those formal breakfasts as a child or it just reminds me of how good it tastes. I look, a l I look at a lot of food photos on Instagram, Pinterest and in my Facebook feed. So I'm constantly being reminded of food all the time, but they're always good feelings. Food makes me feel good for both sustenance and emotional gratification. I'm not sure why everyone doesn't feel this way. Maybe it comes from having parents and grandparents who also felt like this. My nana was a foodie long before it was even a word. Not a single thing was wasted and she always turned it into a delicious delight. I've never known anyone who could make jam out of just about anything. If I made a bottle of jam, I'd be the only one who'd eat it and it would last for years. My nana always had bottles of jams, chutneys and flavoured butters in her fridge. There was always so much choice and variety. I guess she always had a choice of something delicious to eat where we have access to a vehicle that can get us to the shop if we feel like something in particular. I love to make something out of nothing, like my nana, but I just wish my kids were a little more game to try something new. My son is pretty good, but he's lazy. If it's not prepared for him, he won't eat. He'll, soon, he'll learn soon enough, though. Thanks so much for joining me again today. I hope you're having a lovely weekend wherever you are. It's our last day of summer tomorrow, and even though the forecast for the week is for temperatures still in the 30s, I'm sad it's over. I do love summer, but there's still a couple months of warm weather around. I do look forward to colder days and nights, just so I can enjoy some hearty winter stews and soup. See, food is always on my mind. Until next week, bye for now. <laughs>